Welcome to Growing in the Gospel with Father Zach Weber. It is the feast of the presentation of the Lord. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on what time you listen to this. Father Zach here, and um, just want to welcome you to Growing in the Gospel. And it's a, an opportunity for all of us to look at our lives and come to Mass, understand the readings, understanding how we're called to fall in love with the Lord even more, and also let the Word of God speak to us where our feet are at in the dirt. So maybe it's been a good week for you. Maybe it's been a, an okay week. Maybe it's been a difficult week. But nonetheless, the Lord can work through all of that. And His Word always speaks to us when we're open. So I encourage you as we do this growing in the Gospel to open your heart, call upon the Holy Spirit. And if you have the Word of God physically in front of you, Always really important to do, to read the Word. And also, if you can call upon a friend just to pray with them, always good to grow in fellowship, uh, build community. So we'll begin with our Gospel this week, which comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, and it goes through verses 22 through 40. Uh, it's a little bit of a longer Gospel, so I encourage you to be patient but just to soak up the words, the words of God and act like you're a sponge and receive. So our gospel begins with, When the days were completed for their purification, according to the law of Moses, Mary and Joseph took Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, just as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every male that opens the womb shall be consecrated to the Lord and to the other the sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons, in accordance with a dictate in the law of the Lord. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, awaiting the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Christ of the Lord. He came in the spirit, into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform the custom of a law in regard to him, he took him into his arms and blessed God, saying, Now, Master, you may let your servant go in peace, according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, for you have prepared in the sight of all the peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and Glory for your people Israel. The child's father and mother were amazed at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel. And to be a sign that will be contradicted, you yourself a sword will pierce, so that thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. There was also a prophetess, Anna, and the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived seven years with her husband after her marriage, and then as a widow until she was eighty-four. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day with fasting and prayer. And coming forward at that very time, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were awaiting the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had fulfilled all the prescriptions 
of the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. So, that's a long gospel. But if we pray the rosary, you know, we have the presentation of the Lord. We should meditate upon that when we pray the rosary. But here's a little bit of study for you, a little bit of things to chew on as we head into Sunday. You know, and it begins with, you know, the time came for purification. So what does that mean in, in verse 22? So the birth of a male child disqualifies an Israelite woman from touching any holy object or approaching the temple for 40 days, after which time she must other, offer sacrifice in the temple, in the Jerusalem. So we see that in Leviticus 12, 1-8. But strictly speaking, these offerings cleanse women of legal impurity and have no connection with moral failures or guilt. Mary here gives the sacrifice of the poor, two turtle doves or two pigeons. So several of the church fathers, remember the church fathers are those uh, deep intellectual figures in the first three to five hundred years of Christianity. Um, they hold that Mary had no legal imp- impurity to atone for. She nevertheless conformed herself to the Mosaic law to avoid scandalizing others. So her, submi- her submission was similar to that of Jesus, who was sinless yet received John's baptism of repentance from Matthew 3. And it says, you know, every male, later it says, every male that opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. So this comes from Exodus 13 to it implies either that Jesus is consecrated as a priest or that he was purchased from the Levites by a redemption price of five shekels. You can see that in Numbers 18 verses 15 through 16. But either way, Mary and Joseph fulfill the law faithfully and completely. And, you know, they're, and they're called to be holy. So this fulfills the angel's announcement in Luke 1 35. So Jesus' presentation parallels the Old Testament dedication of Samuel, who was also taken by devout parents to the temple. So since Samuel was offered to God to become a priest, Luke may imply the same of Jesus' dedication. So one thing, whenever we read sacred scripture, we should always always be asking, what is Jesus fulfilling here in the Old Testament? What is Jesus fulfilling here in the Old Testament? He's fulfilling, you know, from the prophet, uh, the prophecy of Samuel. So he's a, a man in Jerusalem named Simeon, and you know he's righteous, he's devout, and looking for consolation of Israel. But it, and the Holy Spirit was with him. So the consolation of Israel is a time many believe that Yahweh would rescue his people from the Gentile rule, also known as the Romans, and reestablish the glorious kingdom of David in Jerusalem. So these hopes were linked with the coming of the Messiah, the Savior. And Simeon's words evoke several Isaac or Isaiah promises along with his line. So you can look at Isaiah 40, verse 1. You can check out Isaiah 52, verse 9. In chapter 61, verses 2 and 3. So, in Simeon's life, it was revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And now, inspired by the Holy Spirit, he comes in the temple when the parents brought in the child Jesus. And he, he takes him into his arms. You know, I encourage you to pray, take, a, take the disposition 
of Simeon and imagine holding Christ and having heaven in your arms, knowing that heaven is now possible. And he blesses God. He says, Lord, now let your servant depart in peace. So this is, this extols the child as a crown of God's covenant promises. So the oracle that he speaks, you know, for my eyes have seen your salvation. For those of you who have prayed night prayer and the liturgy of the hours, this should sound fairly, fairly familiar. But the oracle is a tapestry of Isaiah's prophecy, which is fulfilled in Jesus. So first, Jesus embodies God's salvation. Find that in 30, verse 30. And then he is a light shining to the Gentile, evoking Isaiah 42 and 49. But as Messiah, Jesus is the covenant representative who takes Israel's calling upon himself and completes the mission that was left unfulfilled at his coming to pour out blessings on all nations. So his father and mother marveled at what was said about him. And just imagine if you were Mary and Joseph seeing this happen, entering into the scene. But he also said, this, this son of yours, this child, is set for the fall and rising of many in Israel. So he casts a bit of a shadow over the child's future. Yes, indeed, he is the Messiah who will draw a line in the sand of Israel, causing the nation to divide itself by taking a stand for or against him. But those who reject him stand self-condemned, while those who embrace him will be blessed. And he also says to Mary, a sword will pierce your heart. So that talks to, is an advanced glimpse, a preview, if you will, of Calvary, when the rejection of Jesus by sinners will bear heavily on his mother. You know, I think maybe encourage you there even just to look at from a mother's perspective, seeing your son be tortured and she, the prophecy began that she would feel and see everything he went through, like a sword piercing her heart. And even we have a devotion in the Catholic Church of the seven sorrows of Mary. So maybe encourage you to pick up that devotion or look into the devotion going into Sunday. And it says, that piercing of the heart will reveal the thoughts of many hearts. You know, some people are going to be indifferent towards the Lord. They could care less. And some people are going to be sorrowful at the cross. Some people are going to mock him, even if we are on the cross to ourselves. Yet, our Blessed Mother remains there with hope. With hope. And then we meet the prophetess Anna. So a prophetess like Miriam, Deborah, Huldah in the Old Testament, Anna is recognized as interpreter of God's will for Israel. And in her old age, you know, she's coming up to the age she gave thanks to God. She spoke to him of all who are looking for the redemption of Israel. You know, Anna waits, awaits God's deliverance for Israel and the holy city. Her expectations mirror that of Simeon. You know, it says, when the Lord performed, or when they had performed everything according to the law, they returned to Galilee, where Jesus grew up. And it says he grew and became strong. And he was filled with wisdom. And the favor of God was with him. 
So for that period of his life, most likely, Jesus grew up as a normal Jewish boy would have, honoring his mother and father, learning the Psalms, learning the, the Mosaic Law, you know, going to the different Jewish festivals, different feasts. And he was a normal kid. A normal kid. And sometimes we just need to enter into that normal area of life. You know, life's not always going to be fireworks. There'll be times of highs with the, with the Lord and lows of the Lord. But we also be, have to be able to find him in the normal sea of day-to-day life. Just encourage you, you know, to slow down. Ask the Lord to be with you. Make sure you're always with Jesus. You know, pray for somebody who may be suffering. But also to give thanks and praise to God for his many blessings. And to see if you're going through a storm, which I'll say I am right now. <laughs> Please pray for me. Some priests, we have difficult weeks. It's been a difficult time here. Um, but pray for those and, and, and to be grateful. You know, one thing I've been trying to do my best is keep saying thank you. I thank you, Jesus. I praise you. I worship you. I love you. I, I thank you. Because through all this, greater good will come. And if we avoid the cross, we're not being Christians. Not that we look for suffering, but when it comes, our character is truly tested. And we can either point fingers at others or we can maybe encourage you to pray the litany of humility. And to take time to say, thank you, Lord. I don't understand, but I thank you. And I know you're with me because you said you would be. And please send me good friends who can support me in difficult times. And always help me be aware of your, of your love. The song I'm going to play for you is called All is Gift by Luke Spihar. In a mysterious way, it is. In a mysterious way, it is. In a heavenly way, it is, because our true home is in heaven. But in the midst of the storm, we're called to keep ourselves anchored in the love of God. Keep yourself anchored on that solid, firm foundation and continue to be faithful, just as Mary and Joseph were faithful by bringing Jesus to the temple. Know of my prayers for you as you head forward. Continue to grow in the gospel. Bring your Bible to Mass. Bring a, bring a notebook to Mass. And always give thanks and praise to God, not just when it's easy, but also when your faith is being tested. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
was withheld until my hands wearied of grasping slowly opened to fully receive Is gone. I see that all is gift to 